This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for the final daily deep dive with Fields of Fantasy, and we're ending it in the NFC West with the San Francisco 49ers. And it's going to be an interesting one. They almost got to the Super Bowl last year. They were Darwin's favourites to get there. Just missed out. And, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting one because it is some discussions to have with some elite fantasy players within the 49ers. So let's start off with QB. How are you feeling about the 49ers this year? And where is, well, where is Lance and Purdy going? Yeah, look, we'll start with who I think will be quarterback one. Big cock, Brock. Brock Purdy. QB, 23. ADP of 170. In Purdy's first five starts, he threw for 1,098 yards and 11 touchdowns. He finished QB6 over that span until he got his injury. Um, He's been training. He looks like he's going to be going for the first week. So there's actually, at QB23, I think his ceiling could be a lot higher just because of the amount of weapons he has. Mm. Shannon is a QB master. He can get them playing. He has a scheme what fits them all. You know, we can just chuck that ball, dump the ball off to CMC and he gets him 20 yards there. Debo Samuel the same. Are you Kittle? So as much as I think Purdy is a very average quarterback, I think he has the players around him to help him get better. So I do really like him. Um, so, yeah, I like Purdy. I like Purdy. Do you not think it's harsh that Jordan loves at 21? Jordan loves like ahead of him. What's yeah. Jordan... Love done. What has he proven? Nothing. CJ Stroud's ahead of him. So you're expecting him to do straight well straight away at the Texans with I all guess, the weapons he's got. I guess Not. Bryce Young's ahead of him. Bryce Young is, yeah. Bryce Young, I think, has got a bit more opportunity than Stroud at the Texans. But you still I mean, you're looking, on, you'd probably you, still find look, Purdy, wouldn't you? Well, that's what I think. Um, and I know you got the likes of Stafford, Carr, uh Pickett. Uh, you, you, again, you, would you rather have Pickett at the Steelers or Purdy at I the I think Purdy looked better than Pickett. I don't think Pickett's bad, but I think Purdy looked better. I mean, are people still thinking that Lance is in the discussion? Because he's not. Purdy's going to be QB1, surely. Trey Lance has showed, like, Aidan O'Connell at the Raiders has looked 10 times a better quarterback than Trey Lance. Agreed. I, I think Trey Lance is a bust. Shannon and didn't want him. He wanted Mac Jones. And you know what? Sometimes, well, a lot of quarterbacks, you know, they go high and they fail. And I think Trey Lance is a bust. Look, I actually I think if Brock Purdy got injured, Sam Darnold would probably be ahead of Lance. I agree. So I will say Trey Lance is QB 33, ADP of 235. Darnold is QB 38 and has no ADP. But we're not, looking, honest, we're not taking them to. Brock Purdy, you know, if you've he's that Ian is a QB too, but I think there'll be matchups where you can play him. And 
and consistent as well. And I agree, there will be matchups. He has got the weapons there that are just going to elevate him into having consistent weeks. Look, you and look he showed at... he showed he had such good um, chemistry with Kittle. K- Kittle actually had some inconsistencies throughout the season, but when he was with Purdy, Kittle had a pr- pretty massive boost. They got a really good chemistry between them. And then you got you got who else is there? CMC, who gets involved in the past catching. Oh, you, who we had a great chemistry Are you? with. And Debo. Yeah, and you've got Debo, who was a bit quieter, but you still got him there. You know, those weapons available to him. How can anybody put the likes of Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett above him? I just don't understand it. For me, you could wait until it's near nice. the end of the draft and pick Purdy's your QB too, rather than thinking I'll have a Wilson or a Goff or a Carr or a Smith. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll be more successful as well. I think he will be. I think he's got he, he's got the better situation than a lot of the other guys around him, and he's probably got a similar ceiling to those goths and that that are way ahead of him. So mm. for me, just wait, and if you're going to get for a QB two, if you're in that area, and pick something else instead. Yeah, get big cut Brock. Yeah, big cut Brock. So yeah, let's move to running back. Look, we're saying don't trust. Trey Lance or Darnold, they're not agreed. So we'll move to CMC, RB1, ADP a two. He averaged 20 touches a game and he was in 76% of snap share. CMC is a vital part of that 49ers offense. That is like probably the most perfect offense for him in the league. Yeah. As long as he avoids injury, he will be RB1 or two. And you know what? If you're drafting him in the first three picks, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, a lot of people kind of frown upon pay taking as number one ahead of Justin Jefferson, but I quite like taking CMC as my number one because actually, by the time the board gets round, all the elite, all the elite hero running backs are gone by then, yeah. and then you can just load up on what wide receivers are left. And I think it will do you better to then wait for your RB2. You don't need an amazing RB2 if you've got CMC as your RB1. You can wait until you get to those James Connors, Cam Akers area and have loaded up on your wide receivers to you know team up with CMC. So I actually quite like him as my number one pick. Um, but I am trying to, where I've got quite lucky in redraft this year, I've got quite a lot of 101s. So I've just I've, I've split my shares between the two, but um, yeah, and he's such a vital part of that offense, which you know they 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 scheme yeah. around him. So you know what he's RB one, and you would expect him to. I, I don't see him dropping out the top three running backs unless of injury, and he looks like he's got over all them niggles now. So I think yeah, CMC is solid. He's a safe bet. Yeah. About, Agreed. About Eli Mitchell, RB44, ADP of 120. Do you see any value in taking him or is he with that waiver wire look if CMC gets a knock? I mean, if, if 120, he's getting, he's that, as you say, what 120 is, so he's going to get drafted then. If you've got CMC, you could see as your handcuff. Yeah. You know, if you're really, if, if you're worried about the CMC getting injured, Take it a lot. You take him that Mitchell there, and you've got that guy on the bench just in case. But I also think he, I could see Elijah Mitchell having some decent games for best ball. He'll have some spike weeks. So, but I wouldn't be picking Mitchell probably 
unless I've got CMC because I don't see the value in him because I'm literally just preying on him on CMC getting injured. And there are a lot of other players that could have a potentially higher ceiling and have more chance of getting to that ceiling than Elijah Mitchell preying on an injury. Yeah, see, I'm a big Eli Mitchell fan, but I think he's a waste. Yeah. Unless any injury, I don't think he has that fantasy relative. He'll have games where he does all right, but when do you ever have the balls to start him when you've got CMC in the team? You just don't pick him, do you? You're not. Literally, the only way you're picking Eli is CMC's injured. Yeah. So, yeah. Draft CMC. If you got, if you get CMC, maybe get Mitchell as a handcuff, but that's about it. Move to wide receivers. Now, this is... Oh, I find it tricky, I do. So, Debo Samuel, wide receiver 19, ADP of 37. He finished wide receiver 28. Now, I believe he's a top 10 wide receiver in talent. I think Brock Purdy favours Ayuk, so I think that's his guy. And with CMC, Mitchell there, I think Samuel... Remember when he got quite a lot of run work? And then he started coming in? He will still get the odd carry and, you know, they'll do it. They'll do a scheme for him, won't they, with the run game and he'll get maybe a touchdown running. But wide receiver, 20, um, wide receiver 19 and ADP 37, it's just too rich for me. Like I said, I'm a big Debo fan, but I ain't taking him there. He didn't really have the best of seasons, did he? No. Um, even before Brock Purdy came in, um, I think he only had, throughout the season, one top 10 week for wide receivers. The rest of the time, you're talking more towards, well, wide receiver 19, wide receiver 27, the rest are into the 30s. You're not confident in that busy, busy backfield. Is he the guy that's not going to get the volume because of it? Um, And he didn't look like he was as involved in the playoffs compared to your Kittle, CMC and Ayuk. So for me, it's the one out of the lot I would probably be fading. Um, yeah. You know, where he's going, I think it's rich because I think you have players that have got a hell of a lot more target share. You know, you're not going to pick him ahead of Smith because of a target share. Uh, DK, again, I know it's busy there at the Seahawks when we talked about that uh, yesterday, but I still prefer DK because Gino likes him. Um, and he got the you know Ridley, Cooper and Hopkins again, which are going to be wide receiver ones most likely in those teams with decent quarterbacks actually throwing to them as well. Well, maybe you wouldn't say decent for uh, D-Hop, but Tannehill's not a rubbish quarterback. He's he's all right, but all of those, you would bet against Debo, I think. Yeah, I agree. Look, I'm fading, you know, and I'm a massive Debo fan, like, but I just don't see his fantasy value being where he's going. So we'll move to one of your guys, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver 29, ADP 71. He set a career high of 1,015 yards and eight touchdowns. Pretty good numbers. I think him and Brock had a good chemistry. And um, I think at ADP 71 to 37, I would much rather wait for him over Debo. So draft him. Agreed. Yeah, I quite like him, you know, you're talking, you know, a flex guy at this point rather than a starter. Um, he's, he's got one big of those, weeks coming, hasn't he? He, he? He's a player that will put, he's a player in your flex that could win you a week or potentially 
lose your week. But if he is in your flex, you can try and target him against the matchups that you prefer. He did have a lot of up and down, um, but a lot of his downs were at the start of the season and then he improved throughout, especially around the middle of the season. And he wasn't too touchdown dependent either. He had plenty of volume. and I would expect him to get plenty of volume again, to be completely honest. Yeah, look, if, he look- has a, if he has a similar season to last year as the IDP of everyone, if he gets a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, you're, you're really happy. So, Agreed. Great value there in OU. The, they've got other wide receivers they do use. You know, Juwan Jennings, he he gets a bit of play, doesn't he? But not fantasy relevant. Ray Ray McLeod does some special plays. And they have drafted Ronnie Bell, but none of them for me are fantasy relevant. It probably just probably eats into Debo's volume, I think. Well, potentially, you'd think that definitely, especially when you've got, you know, all those mouths to feed of Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey. There's not enough volume to be able to go around to feed anybody else, is there? Yes. Let's move to tight end. Yep. George George Kittle. Kittle. Tight end five. ADP fifty-one. He's actually coming off a career high of eleven touchdowns, and he averaged fifty-one yards, which is actually quite a bit down on previous seasons. So it was like he did well with the touchdowns, but he got less volume. So it's a tough one. Like he goes far too high for me. Like I think tight end five is yes. I just don't think the ceiling's massive on him. You know, compared to um, Kelsey and Andrews. I think Andrews actually mm. is too rich for me this year because Baltimore got more. But I think the only ward is um, tight end I'm really looking at in that top 10 picks would be Kelsey. Yeah, I completely agree. I think by picking Kittle, you are going to damage the capabilities of your fantasy team elsewhere. Um, like at his ADP look- in a 12-man league, he's going at the start of the fifth. The problem is he he was extremely touchdown dependent on some weeks. You know, if you look at that final week, for example, where he was tight end two, he only actually had 29 yards, but he had two touchdowns and that's what got him to a tight end two. And actually, if you actually, if you actually look at it, what I will say is if you look at his performance throughout the season, out of those touchdowns, 11, uh, he actually got, seven of those in the final four weeks with Purdy at play, playing. So maybe Purdy does like him. And Yeah, but, but like I say, I just, a lot of mouths to feed and a tight end in early round five. I just think you're going to lose value elsewhere. Yeah. And that's my concern because if you actually, again, if you look at how many yards he got on a per game basis, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine games all under 40 yards. Didn't play two. So actually, that's a lot of games where you are having to be touchdown dependent because he's not getting the volume. So if he's not getting the red zone work in a lot of these weeks, he's not getting many points at all. So yeah. he's very boom and bust. This For me, Kittle is a best ball player, not a pick at tight end of how early he's getting picked within redraft. I agree. And then if Big Cut Brock injury comes back, you know, you got Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, so you've also no got problem. to consider that as well. Yeah, exactly. So that is probably where we both are. I think we both agree in. I mean, you just look at where he's going in terms of tight end. That's just at the start of the fifth. Mm-hmm. No, it's the end of the fourth, start of the fifth. 
and the type of players that are going around there are Justin Herbert, D Hop, Hawkinson. I'd rather Hawkinson ahead of him to be completely honest, because I know I'm to be honest with points in my tight end. You know who I think who'd be a better tight end, like an Engram in a round eight. At least you can wait another three round, three full rounds, and Engram has some decent weeks. He did last year. It'd be interested to see if he gets that again this year. Um, but as I say, it's just around where he is, you're probably just not going to pick him because he's too early for a tight end that's not Kelsey. Absolutely. Well, that has been our final team of the Daily Deep Dives. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. Or even if it's your first episode, make sure you have a quick listen between some of the other episodes so you can get ready for those last weekend drafts before the season starts and get ready as we roll out our standard season episodes with us at Field of Fantasy, Dowie, myself and the boys from TH Fantasy. And we'll see you for the game week one start episodes. Let's go. Let's go.